Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Maya Hightower, Executive Vice President and Chief Digital Technology Officer at UChicago Medicine. She is also CEO and co-founder of Equality AI. Dr. Hightower, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and especially the digital technology space. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, absolutely. You know, I consider myself um, as having four different professional identities. I'm a physician, uh, so I am um, board certified in internal medicine and continue to practice, you know, definitely under a limited amount, but practice uh, clinically. I'm an ex- a healthcare IT executive, as you described. Uh, the third is an entrepreneur, really around driving new solutions that um, are a gap in the marketplace. And the fourth is uh, wrapping that all together with a health equity lens. So I've had both formal and of course, um, I'm a big champion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I've had roles such as uh, senior director for health equity, um, which I've had at some some points in my career. So all of the, those kind of describe um, myself as well as you know, my background. Um, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And all of those roles seem like they're really, really important these days, especially I can imagine your experience both with health equity and uh, technology and your experience as a clinician as well really puts you in an amazing spot right now to be at the forefront of how technology is affecting healthcare and clinical care and what that really means for patients as well as health systems and organizations going forward. Where do you really see some of the opportunities and headwinds right now? What do you have your eye on? So as far as opportunities, uh, clearly uh, there is a lot of uh, tailwinds when it comes to AI and machine learning, especially with uh, ChatGPT. If if another person shows another link about ChatGPT and how it's going to revolutionize healthcare, it will be just one other, right? So uh, there's a lot of opportunity. It, it, there definitely has, has not been as an exciting time um, for AI specifically in healthcare as, as it is today. As far as headwinds, you know, the exact opposite is um, how do we reconcile with our traditional methods of care delivery, including technical debt? I mean, that is actually probably one of um our organization's major headwinds is is tech, addressing technical debt. How do you transform from a brick mortar and on-prem um, enterprise to a um, digital cloud savvy um, transformed care system of the future? Uh, and like I said, those headwinds uh, are a combination of technical debt, tradition, um, and even, uh, of course, the market environment. Um, Many say we're at a tipping point when it comes to the market, that there's been a fundamental shift in the way that inflation and uh, changes in the way that we work um, have really made it increasingly more challenging for health systems to be successful. Um, So those 
the drivers of say revenue growth haven't changed, uh, the payer model hasn't changed, yet costs have changed. Um, and so, you know, how are we going to uh, take on those headwinds is, is a real question. Well, that's such an interesting point in, in thinking through, you know, what is moving so quickly, whether it's the AI and machine learning technology or, you know, some of the other factors in healthcare. And then, as you mentioned, having to, you know, think about your organization, the institution that has such history and is typically, you know, slow moving to change and addressing that technical debt, as you mentioned, how do you do that within the executive room and then the leaders within the organization? Do you see yourself becoming more of a storyteller? Are you having to gather a lot of data and information and, and present it? Are you becoming somewhat of a futurist? How do you really um, see yourself within the organization as being able to you know, see the change that's needed and then articulate that in a way where you can actually affect the change? Yeah, I would say absolutely storyteller and futurist are two critical skills that uh, today's CDO really needs to be able to, to embrace because there's that dichotomy of uh, here's the future. Um, really the imagination being able to spark the art of what is possible. You know, how can we leverage new technology to alleviate some of our most challenging um, problems in healthcare, other, everything from health inequity to, um, uh, to a, a delightful experience for our users, whether they're patients, our community members, our consumers, and our provider burnout, et cetera. So that art of the possible with, okay, but at the same time, we have to reconcile the past. And that baggage of the past may be technical debt. That baggage of the past may be uh, traditional models of care delivery. That baggage of the past may be um, historical inequities that have tainted the data, real world data reflecting real world bias. Uh, but that historical reckoning really is important in order for us to really uh, be able to realize a future where with intention, our approaches, our solutions are able to reconcile the past and provide us with a, a better future, so to speak. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's really a helpful perspective to have when you're thinking about, you know, the role, the chief digital technology officer and how to effectively communicate those things to the rest of the organization. Now, from your vantage point, how do you think about growth and adding value to you, Chicago Medicine? I can imagine on many different levels, value means many different things, but, you know, where are you really focused in and honed on today? Yeah, so when I think of value, I think of the classic healthcare value equation. So experience times quality over cost, right? So any way that we can continue to maintain and exceed expectations or our performance and experience and quality, of course, continuing to excel in those areas while decreasing cost adds value to our organization. Uh, when I think about growth, it's really how do we uh, make sure that we are maintaining and exceeding our expectations around quality and experience um, while being able to do that at scale uh, to a broader scale than we have historically, whether that scale is achieved through digital uh, channels or, or traditional brick and mortar channels. Um, but being able to accommodate that growth um, while meeting our financial and our quality and experience uh, metrics and um, expectations, 
And so that really means for IT specifically, uh, keeping costs constant, right? Like um, being able to be more efficient with what we have um, through operational efficiency. So I think that's going to be the, that's definitely how I think of growth and how we add value. So for growth, it's really about performance at scale, um, where value is, you know, making sure that we're exceeding our, our benchmark on experience and quality uh, while keeping const, uh, costs, specifically IT costs, because that's what, what I've, I've got uh, responsibility for, uh, but keeping that cost constant or decreasing cost. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's a great way to look at how, you know, the IT and technology and data and digital transformation fits into the overall organization's mission and vision for the future. Now, when you think about technology and IT in particular, obviously, there is some investments that has to be made in order to, you know, bring the technology into the organization or or get the resources needed. Um, So, you know, in a time right now, whereas we talked about a little bit earlier, we're dealing with inflation, we're dealing with workforce pressures, we're dealing with so many things that make it challenging uh, financially for hospitals and health systems across the country um, to, to really focus it, resources and time and energy into technology. But what is really an investment or a risk worth taking and making this year um, that will really add, as you were talking about, to the value of an organization? Yeah, so for us, one investment that is mandatory and worth taking really is in our infrastructure. The nice thing is that now we actually, an investment in infrastructure actually is an investment in cloud and new technologies, right? It's actually an investment in automation. So it's almost like um, by reconciling the past, you get to leap forward into the future. It's really exciting when you're able to solve some of these um, mundane, you know, neglected areas that traditionally, you know, infrastructure, lifecycle management, um, uh, patch management, uh, folks have been like, oh, that's so boring. Well, can't we just kick that can another year? Um, and at least for you, Chicago, we're kind of at that point where we don't want to be a Southwest. We don't want to be one of these, um, you know, legacy health or uh, legacy institutions uh, that has underinvested in our core infrastructure. Uh, but the nice thing is that we get to do it using new technologies, really building our capabilities around cloud computing, specifically in automation, um, building our capabilities in a way that allows us not only to, to leverage new technology, but to upskill our staff, keep things, you know, up the, the skills exciting and new, um, exploring new technologies. So that is one of the far less sexy and exciting investments. But, you know, for us in technology, that's actually pretty cool Um, when when you're starting to make that cloud journey. So that is definitely an investment that, you know, we're making um, this year. So it it really gets our foot into the door of cloud. um, And then we're able to actually tackle on a couple of other use cases because we're going to make that you know, investment in our um, cloud capabilities by better being able to leverage automation um, and lifecycle management through cloud. Now we have you know other use cases, whether it's advanced analytics, um, uh, data democratization through uh, through data lake and um, other tools that that make access to data more accessible. Uh, for the community or the the uh, citizen data scientist, I mean, 
we can layer on additional um, capabilities because that core capability actually is kind of a, the, the hurdle that makes it possible to then add other use cases. That's a really great point. And just so interesting to hear, you know, how you're looking at um, developing and transitioning to that cloud and the infrastructure updates needed. And, uh, you know, that Southwest uh, analogy is so prescient and, you know, obviously it was unfortunate that it happened, that their uh, whole infrastructure was affected so negatively, um, you know, because it was old and outdated technology. But from your perspective, does that make it easier to some degree to point to that example and say, look, you know, we don't want that to happen to us. We really do need to upgrade now and, and make these changes so that we're ready for the future and not stuck in the past? Oh, yeah, that's the art of the storytelling, right? And <laughs> consistency and you know, highlighting how vulnerable we are because we too are a historically uh, vulnerable or a historically eminent institution of long, um, with a long lifespan. And so um, most academic medical centers and most health systems are in similar situations where we have a, a legacy, a wonderful legacy, uh, but with that is the infrastructure hasn't been maintained in the way that we would have liked. And so, yeah, it is, it does, it's that art of the storytelling when you can leverage a, you know, an eminent peer. Now, you know, Southwest is an eminent company, whether it's across industry or within our own industry. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. I can just imagine, you know, it, it really illustrates the point perfectly. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I'm wondering from your perspective, what do you see ahead? What great opportunities do you see for you, Chicago Medicine and your digital transformation, as well as the technology department in the future? Yeah. So what is so exciting for us is really having um, a core uh, principle around digital health equity. So for you, Chicago, so for those of you that aren't familiar where we're located, we're located in the south side of Chicago. And so UChicago Medicine is a world-class academic medical center uh, on the same campus as UChicago, a preeminent university uh, with you know top three in Nobel laureates um, in the south side of Chicago, servicing one of the most at-need uh, communities in the U.S., and so that creates this special sort of secret sauce, I would say, where we're able to create with an equity lens, community connections and solutions that really address the needs of some of our most vulnerable populations um, with the goal of using that learning and that the to scale across you know, nationally with culturally relevant solutions that really so decrease uh, inequity and increase equity and, and ensure that our digital transformation, the value from digital transformation is equitable across uh, the populations that we serve. And I'll just give one example. Like we just launched our hospital at home program and it was launched, it was designed intentfully to ensure that a, a family or a patient in the south side of Chicago, who may have spotty, you know, internet connectivity that may have um, low digital literacy, has equal access to this program, and if anything, uh, is is even designed intentfully to be to be able to serve 
um, our, our Southside community patients. And sure enough, our first patient is like a 90-year-old African-American male and his um, caregiver also in her 80s. Um, and we were able to provide a hospital at home and uh, in that patient's own home. And it was a wonderful experience for everyone. Uh, it was a wonderful experience for the patient and their caregiver um, where we could bring world-class um, preeminent care into the home um, of one of our own community members in the south side of Chicago. So that is what I think is is wonderful about um, what we're, the work that we're doing here at U Chicago. And our best opportunities is really to take that sort of secret sauce and and ensure that everything, all of our products, all of our experiences, are built to serve all of the communities that we serve because we are ensuring that that floor is is everyone and not just the early adopters, affluent digital digital natives when we design our solutions. That's amazing to hear. I love that story and, and what a great uh, service and opportunity that you'll be able to provide to the South Side of Chicago, especially uh, in that community. Dr. Hightower, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really inspiring conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Laura.